You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. In mid-November, the Wall Street Journal reported that the human resources startup had fallen behind on its revenue targets. Two weeks later, BuzzFeed revealed that the startup salespeople sold insurance in states where they weren't properly licensed, with some of them faking their online training requirements. By February, its founder, a former media golden boy named Parker Conrad, resigned as both CEO and director. The company's chief operating officer, David Sachs, stepped into the CEO role, and over the next several months, he cut 350 from the company's staff and sliced its valuation from $4.5 billion to $2 billion. But that wasn't the kicker. Today, the company changed both its platform and its business model. This morning at a conference in San Francisco, Zenefits announced that its platform is now called Z2. It added price tags to a pair of services that were previously free and it plugged its services into related tools from a wide variety of partners. Under Sachs, the former PayPal chief exec, the startup is gamely trying to distance itself from its extensive and high-profile problems of the past year. Now, we'll have to see whether this works. It's a nice test case for whether the Silicon Valley unicorn ethos can survive such an enormous setback. As we watch Zenefits, we'll all watch Theranos and Hampton Creek and all the other big names that have fallen on hard times. The new Zenefits still tries to alleviate the drudgery of HR, benefits, and payroll for the 20,000 customers it says it serves, but Sachs now calls it a platform. This means the company is partnering with 17 outside companies so that its services can operate in tandem with common business tools like Google's G Suite, Microsoft Office 365, Slack, and Expensify. Plus, the company now lets businesses shop for insurance plans via an online map not just through its network of, ahem, definitely licensed insurance brokers. The idea is that you can quickly grab new insurance for employees when you expand your business into a new part of the company. The company still offers some of its insurance software for free and takes a cut of the commission paid by insurance companies, but it's now selling other services in a more traditional way. It's charging a $35 monthly fee for Zenefit's payroll software, which manages payroll time off, and other tasks, and $5 per month per employee for HR Advisor app, which gives you access to the company's staff of HR experts. Zenefit's payroll is available in California today with other states to follow. 
Meanwhile, the company has created an internal compliance app designed to prevent employees from selling insurance if they don't have the proper credentials to do so, and it has paid out about $1 million in settlements in nine states for flouting insurance laws. But some believe that all this isn't quite enough. The correct answer is for the company to be liquidated, says Ben Edelman, an associate professor at Harvard Business School, who studies the economics of online markets. Then, some other company can take the best of what's best about Zenefits and start a new one. Other startups are already stepping up to try to take market share in the HR software space, including San Francisco-based Gusto, which rushed to unveil new tools ahead of the Z2 relaunch. But Robert Siegel, a lecturer in management at Stanford's business school, believes the company deserves a chance. It's important to look at how they fix those things and make restitutions, he says. In the end, he explains it's the government, investors, and indeed, Zenefit's own customers that will decide the fate of this embattled company. This article was written by Davey Alba. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.